It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Just one more time. Well, maybe you may not be excited about being in the house of the Lord or even waking up this morning in your right mind and being able to breathe the breath of life. Hello, somebody. And even to have the activities of our limbs to see and to move. Maybe you may not be excited about it. Maybe you just, maybe some of you are just taking that for granted. Tell you over to me, you don't owe it to us. Huh? You're just so merciful. Hello, somebody. Yeah, I think it's okay every now and then to take a trip, a visit to the hospital. I think it's all right every now and then to just drive real slow through the graveyard. I think it's all right every now and then just to visit, amen, amen, the, the funeral home. I think it's okay just to be able to go in the hospitals and just walk down the aisles to see the folks there that are on deathbed. Even go to the prisons and visit and see those that are on death row. And just maybe when you come back from there, you may just be able to just say, Lord, I thank you. And say something like this, it could have been me. But because of your grace and your mercy, Lord, I am what I am today. And I am who I am. Why don't somebody tell the Lord, thank you. I am just glad to be saved. I believe being saved should be a life of excitement. We should be excited about Jesus. We shouldn't get no more excited over a basketball game and in the final four playoff and whoever wins the championship then the champion of the champion by the name of Jesus. We shouldn't be so electrified by a Super Bowl when the Lord himself had made the first touchdown. Nobody's talking to me. Don't get so excited over the World Series. Come on, somebody. Because someone had hit a home run. But I know a, a home run hitter before these here could even hit. And they couldn't hit it without the breath that they breathed. Don't get so excited. Amen. Over, amen, a field goal. Don't get so excited over a three-point shot. When the Lord had made, amen, the first and the last three points that we should follow, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Talk to me, somebody. I am so glad to be connected to the source. I'm so glad to be connected to God, connected to Jesus. I have a connection, amen, 
through the word. And I'm able to communicate, amen, because I have a connection to the source. I think sometimes we even take in the natural. We take some things for granted. Sometimes we have what you call these phones called the cell phones and the iPhones. Then we have what you call the iPad. Sometimes we take it, take it for granted, the connections that we have, until sometimes we get some places and we lose connection. And it's not a good feeling to be talking to somebody on the telephone, then all of a sudden you lose the connection, you've lost the signal. And then sometimes you're not able until you get in a certain area to pick that connection and that signal back up. And this time has been wasted. And sometimes you go so long you forgot the conversation, or maybe I'm talking to myself, that you was talking about. Or you pick the phone back up and say, now what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be careful to not lose the connection we have with the Lord. We need to stay plugged in to the source. And I want to talk to you today that when you're going to talk about connection and the right connection, even there's a certain connection people have with certain people. Some people are just closer to, to some people than other people. Some family members are closely connected and some family members don't have a close connection. But one thing that I like about God, regardless of who you are or where you may be from, his extended invitation to everyone of whomsoever will, he said, let him come. And when we make that step of faith and come towards the Lord and receive Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, then he plugs us in to the Father. And we have access to everything that the Father has. Am I talking to somebody? Go with me to, if you would, go with me to St. John, the 15th chapter. And Jesus talks about it here. And I'm not going to begin reading at the first verse. It's at the King James Version. Jesus speaks and says that, That I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman, or the vine dresser. How many of you all know that the Lord wants to make sure that we stay dressed up? Talk about in the spirit, in the spiritual walk with him. It's a certain way that we are supposed to 
carry ourselves and present ourselves not only before God, but before a dying world. And he says in verse 2, every branch in me that bears not fruit, he taketh away. Every branch which stops bearing fruit, he takes it away. Hello, somebody. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forward more fruit. Then he speaks and he says, abide. He says, now you are clean through the word, verse 3, which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and, my, and I in you as the branch cannot bear, it can't do it, as the branch cannot bear fruit of except, except it abide in the vine. Jesus is that vine. No more can you except you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. He that abides in me and I am in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, mm -hmm, if a man continue not to be united in me, mm -hmm, continue not to abide in the Lord, mm -hmm, he talks about how that he is cast forward as a branch and withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire. And they are burnt. Just as if one that decides that they no longer want to be connected to the source. And refuse to yield to the Lord and be a yielded vessel and refuse to serve him. Then the next step, if they die in that condition... Then they'll find themselves waking up in hell. Talk to me, somebody. This is just a parable that the Lord is using concerning, amen, the natural versus the spiritual. Talk to me, somebody. And so, therefore, we as believers in Christ, we must make sure that we continue to stay connected to the Lord. And then those that had not known Christ would just make up their minds and just say, look, I'm tired and I don't want to, I don't want to no longer be disconnected and be at a distance from the Lord. Then he speaks and he says in verse 7, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, mm -hmm, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you oh yes here is my father glorified that you bear much fruit so shall you be my disciples i'm gonna come back there i'm gonna come back there i'm gonna come back there mm -hmm. then he speaks and he says in the in the verse he says here is my glory my father glorified that you bear much fruit so shall you be my disciples verse 9 as the father had loved me so have i loved you continue you in my love 
If you keep my commands, which is, is the word of the Lord, you shall abide in my love, even as I had kept my father's uh, commands and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. This is my command that you love one another as I have loved. Amen. You talk to me somebody. I look in this particular chapter and I see where that the Lord Yet he loves us so much, but yet we see where he is calling for what you would call commitment. We see what the Lord is saying here. Yes, I am the source. Yes, I am able to provide. Yes, I am able, according to Ephesians 3 and 24, he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all things whatsoever we ask, according to the power that works within us. As I begin to probe these scriptures, I see that even God and Jesus, amen, are working together. I see why the Jesus, amen, is, amen, the true vine or the genuine vine. I see where that the Father, amen, he's the one, amen, that provided and set the whole thing up. Now, I won't let you know that no man dies to himself nor lives to himself. And everyone is going to have to give an account unto the Lord for the deeds that are done within our bodies. And even the words that we even speak are words that we even whisper that God hears everything that we say and that the Lord even knows what we're going to speak before we speak it. So it's so important that we continue to have the right connection with the Lord because we have became engrafted into the faith because of Jesus Christ. You know yourself that whenever an individual plants a garden, you have to really be careful because stuff can come up in the garden that you really don't want on your plate. And so therefore, you have to be able to go out in the garden and begin to get weeds out of the way. And if a person don't know the difference between, amen, green beans, talk to me somebody, and uh, weeds, huh? They will bring weeds back to put on your plate. Nobody's talking to me. So when we get connected to the Lord, the Lord gives us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. It's the Lord that helps us. It's the Lord that dresses us. It's the Lord that cuts things away that's not like him. We that begin to want to really live for God and really want to dedicate our lives unto the Lord. We will begin to talk to God and say, God, in a way you bless me, I will be satisfied. Isn't this something how the devil tries to creep into our minds and, and into our thought patterns? And tries to discourage us and tries to cause us to throw in the towel. 
But then when we begin to think about what the Lord has done for us and where he has brought us from, we begin to let the devil know that I'm not going nowhere. I'm going to hold on to God's unchanging hand because I have built my faith, hallelujah, upon the word of God. And it's the word of God that caused me to be, amen, established. Through the word of God, I find myself being encouraged. Through the word of God, I find myself singing a song when I really don't feel like singing in my own physical body. But because the joy and the peace that he has placed down on the inside of me. I'm able to call on the Father, and the Father is able to strengthen me. And Jesus said uh, that I'm going away, but I'll pray that the Father would send you another comforter. I heard Jesus say that, 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 that he'll send another comforter because I'm going to be with the Father. I believe that it's very important that not only we be saved, but that every born-again believer needs to get filled with what you called the Holy Ghost. Because when we get the Holy Ghost, it, it takes us into another realm with God. When we begin to really get indulged with the power of God, God, we'll find ourselves walking different and talking different and loving our enemies, hallelujah, and loving those that try to talk about us and lie on us and abuse us and use us. I do have a witness in the house because the devil will send folks to attack us. Maybe you've never been attacked. Maybe nobody never lied on you. Maybe nobody never mistreated you. Maybe nobody ever put you out. Maybe nobody never put you down. Yeah, I know, but I do know that I'm talking to somebody in the house right now. But it's okay. I'm from the old church. They told me, said, throw me overboard. We sung an old song, throw me overboard. They said, what you talking about? Go ahead and throw me overboard. Because I got a hiding place in the word of God. Psalms 91. And one says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Let me get back here in my text some more here. We find here in this text also where that the importance of working together. Jesus never worked against the Father, and the Father never worked against the sun and because they were so close knitted together they were so amen so in the oneness together they were so unified together and that even Jesus himself says ah, give God the glory give God the praise magnify him because Jesus knew that if it had not been for the father there would be no son talk to me somebody it was the father hallelujah that 
that created the S-U-N and also formed the S-O-N. Nobody's talking to me today, but I will let you know that my mind is made up and my heart is fixed that I'm going to stay connected to God. I know that look like stuff is just shining in the world. Look like so many temptations from everywhere. Folks trying to pull on you from here and from there. But you got to make your mind up. For God I live and for God I die. Do I have a witness in the house on the day the Lord called us out of darkness and placed us into the marvelous light. He washed us with the washing of his word. Jesus said that you are clean through the word. I know the word of God is right and somebody's wrong. You can't get to heaven with a sweetheart and a wife. I know the Bible is right. But Jesus said, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you will and it shall be done unto you. Y'all gonna let me have church all by myself. It's all right. Sound like I'm preaching today out in a cornfield. But the word of God is right all by itself. Say yes. I got to get this out. I got to birth this out of my belly. I got a ream of word down in my belly because I've read the Logos word. I got to let you know that in these end times, you better be connected to God. They let homosexuals taking over the school system. You don't have a voice in your workplace. The homosexuals, oh my God, you can just say these words. They offended me because they called on the name of Jesus. They offended me because they prayed in a public place. They offended me with that Jesus bumper sticker. But I want to let them know they offended me. They offended me because I know the word of God is right and somebody is wrong. God said in his word that he wants us to be holy even as he is holy. Say yes, Lord. Set that and get quiet on me if you want to. But I'm going to preach. I'm going to preach anyhow and I don't preach for you to say no amen if you don't want to say amen you don't think this right you don't think this is true but all I can say to you don't miss heaven you'll fry in hell it's alright so you really now I'm going to preach it just like it is say yes too much sugar coating 
Come on, somebody, too much sugarcoating and, and, and watering the word down, watering the truth down. Tell the people the truth so they can be set free. Tell the people the truth so they can be delivered. Do I have a witness in the house? Jesus told us, I want you. I want you to keep the words. I want you to keep, I want you to keep what I've been teaching you. I want you to keep what I've been preaching you. I want you to hide the word in your heart that you will not sin against God. Every believer, you need, you need a rhema word in your system, in your heart. You need to be connected, and I need to be connected more and more to the rhema word. And that means that is an instant word. Say yes. I know some folks, they like instant tea. They like instant coffee. But for some strange reason, they don't like the instant word. Say yes, Lord. I know that there should be a Logos word written down on the layers of our heart. There should be a written word of God down on the inside of us. The word that we have hid in the inside of our hearts. But we write a whole lot of things down. We put a whole lot of things down on tablets. We even grab the telephone and say, I have a meeting tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Please remind me talking to me. Uh, we can pick our phones up now and leave our own selves messages. Say yes, Lord. Oh yeah, sometimes we we text one another and for some reason we forget to text them the text. Nobody's talking to me. Uh, the text, what's the title of the message today? Text them the text. Text them the word. Text them what the word said. Text them where that scripture was found. Text them, text them. If you're going to text, text, text with some anointing. Nobody's talking to me. Hallelujah. The devil came to Jesus and said, if thou be the son of God, why don't you command these stones to be turned in the bread? Come on, somebody. And Jesus speaks to the devil and let the devil know that man liveth not by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. I just wonder do you have the word of God down in your heart do you have it do you have it down on the inside you say Reverend how in the world can we stay connected we fasting we need to be praying because just you just can't do one without the other you need the combination so you can stay connected some folks be fasting but they're not praying. Some folk be praying, but they're not fasting and say, I, I, I don't understand. I'm not getting a breakthrough. Well, well, Jesus said, hallelujah, that these things, this like this, only cometh out by prayer and fasting. There must be a connection of prayer. I'm going over here and fasting say yes say but Reverend uh, you know I I pray all the time but, but, but my question when was the last time you fasted 
And sometimes I say, well, I fast quite a bit. Well, when do you pray? Talk to me, somebody. But if you put them together, you're talking about a double portion of God's anointing. You're talking about a double portion of God's blessing that I just want to stay connected to God. Isn't it something just when you make your mind up? I know you're in the house. I just want to be I just want to be close to God. Here come old Freddie back. You ain't seen old Freddie? Excuse me if your name's Freddie in here. But you ain't seen old Freddie for over a year. And you're just trying to get closer to God. Here comes a knock on the door. Click to click to click. So what's Freddie? What are you doing? Oh, I just I ain't seen you for a while. I thought I want. Hey, you keep stepping. Say stepping. Uh, no, not in. Step out of here. Talk to me, somebody. Huh? Because uh, the devil will send Freddie to mess up the right connection that you have. And then he might turn around and send to the men. Send Barbara. Should Barbara you in the house? Huh? I'm talking about another barber. See, they got a barber that, got a, you got a woman named Barbara, then you got a barber that can cut your head. It's nobody, I know they spill a little. But they can cut your hair. And sometimes you can lay, you can lay your head in the wrong barber's lap. I know they spill a little different. And sometimes they be rubbing on your head and ready to cut your throat at the same time. The devil will set you up if you're not careful. Can you say yes, Lord? So I, I'm getting ready to. I'm getting ready to get out of here. I'm getting ready to get out of here. Go with me if you will to Galatians, the fifth chapter of the book of Galatians. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And as Jesus said that, so I want you to bear. I want you to. I want you to bear much fruit. I want you to, be able to walk in my love. Fifth chapter of Galatians. I'm going to read. Amen. The 22nd verse, Paul speaks to the, the church at Galatians. He says, Galatians, he says in the 22nd verse, he said about the fruit. Come on, somebody. This is what he means. This is what the Lord was talking about. We should bear, we should have the right fruit. Hello, somebody. But the fruit of the Spirit. Hello, somebody. But the fruit of the Spirit, you notice he has love first. The fruit of the Spirit is, is the love. And now, now, now really, really, we, we, we cannot really say we're walking with God and then at the same time don't have no love for one another. The Lord even commanded that we even supposed to love our enemies. And, and the only thing I heard the Lord that told us, of course, you know, we ain't in love with the devil. I heard the Lord telling us to hate, come on, sin. So when we're walking with God, we love what God loves, and we hate what God hates. And I want to let you know today that God, he don't hate the people, but God hates sin. The Bible says that sin stinks in God's nostrils. But the fruit of the Spirit, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, 23, meekness, temperance, against us, there is no law. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Walking in love. 
Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Being able to tell folks, I'm sorry. Ask folks, would you please forgive me? Why are you doing this? Because I want to stay connected. There, you ever went to some folks and ask folks to forgive you, and you ask them to forgive you, and they still, you see, they still mad. Well, you need to go on and thank the Lord that you've been delivered. And you pray for that individual that's still holding whatever they're trying to hold against you. You got to walk in victory. You need to thank God for the victory that you have. Am I talking to somebody up in here today? I know I am. I know I'm talking to somebody. So I just want to let you know that on this day, that, that, that since we have been born again, and we didn't know the Lord, we must guard what God has put in us. So put this down somewhere. We must guard the word that God has put within us. We must guard the anointing that God has put on us and in us. We must guard, amen, our salvation. I said we must guard our salvation. We, we cannot afford to be loose and careless and unwatchful and not alert. So the enemy gets people because we're not watching and we're not praying. And so now the enemy can easily slip in because we're not alert. We're unaware. And so Jesus says that men ought to always pray and not to faint. The word faint literally means to give up or to give out. When you faint, the individual faints. They, 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 they faint. They really don't know this, pretty much their surrounding. They really don't know where they are. They have fainted. And they have given up. And sometimes people faint and they actually look like they're dead. Hello, somebody. But one thing about God, the Lord is able to sustain us. And I know we've had what you call some close calls in life. I know you've had what you call what was at near death experiences. Don't raise your hand. Some of us has been in the hospital and about lost our lives. But because you have some praying folks, some praying parents, somebody been praying and say, Lord, spare my son. Spare my daughter. The Lord, some of us have been in some bad car wrecks and got out without a scratch. It's because somebody's been praying. Somebody's still staying connected to the song. So I'm talking to somebody in the house on today. The right, amen, connection. You're here today. You need to see. You need to search. You need to evaluate. You need to look through and think through. Am I plugged into the source? Do I have the joy I'm supposed to have? Do I have the peace I'm supposed to have? God has created each one of us for his glory. 
did not create anyone without purpose. Hello? Those people come to church. I used to think when I come to church and I was little coming up young and lots of people try I just used to think I got a little young. Oh, I'm doing God a favor if I come. That's it, ain't doing me no favor. But coming to church, that's what you're supposed to do. Even if you're here when all the every at everything and the doors are open, you at everything and don't miss nothing. You still ain't doing God no favor. Ask me why. Because it's your reasonable service. It's our reasonable service. But yet, isn't it sad how the devil will speak to people and say, you go to church and sit that long? And yet, you sit in front of a TV four and five hours and never complain. Yet, you can get on that, on that internet. Sit there and get on the Facebook because some folks on Facebook is hooked. On Facebook, they're hooked. And you can be addicted and not even know it because addictions lead to afflictions. And you can get on there and fall. Don't raise your hand. And fall asleep on the computer. You just want some of your eyes just burning water. Still can't. And you feel that that's addiction. You feel that somebody got to come in and pry you away from the computer. It's addiction. Or pry you away from the, t- from the TV. That's a, and just pry you. And just leave these TVs on all night long. Fall asleep. Folk walk in there. I'm watching it. I'm watching it. You know, got the remote control out of your hand. What are you doing? I'm watching that. You know, you wasn't watching it. You sleep. Y'all know y'all done that. Took the, com- took the remote control out of somebody's hand. Wouldn't it be something that we could just get so wrapped up in the word of God that we would, we're in a point to where that we just hunger and thirst after him until we, we, we crave we crave the word of God more than even our natural food. And we find ourselves getting closer and closer to God. Why? Because we begin to really seek God. I said in a Bible study, and I'm just about to close. I said in a Bible study, in a man's Bible study, I'm showing the brethren to hear. Isn't it something? How that we can get in Or discussion and get to talking. And we're just talking and talking and talking and talking. And a lot of times, folks ain't talking about nothing. You know what the people like that? They just love to talk and not really talking about anything. It really amounts to anything. And I, particularly, I have a word for those people. I call even on the street. I was at the car wash one time. I heard these fellas, they talking, and they were going here and there and saying all this, and talking about all what they're going to. And I walked away. guy came up to me and said, what, what's going on? What they talking? I said, man, they ain't doing nothing but rattling. A lot of t- 
talking that ain't making no sense. Y'all don't have no time to be spending and wasting time because the days are short. And Jesus, the Lord said redeeming the time because the days are evil. And so we're even <laughs> going to be held accountable even for the way we spend. Uh-oh, it's going to mess you up. This time. This time. And I tell you, the devil wants to burn every one of us out. Because he said, if he can burn you out, you know, he can burn you out. I'm just burning up. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I don't, you know. But I want to be able to rest in the Lord and do good in order for me to do that. I have to stay connected to the right source. Would you stand on your feet at this time? You've been listening to Elder R.J. Thornton, founder and pastor of Step of Faith Ministries. We invite you to be our guest at 1414 Rangeline Street, Suite H. From I-70, take exit 127 South and take the first left into the plaza. Our Sunday school begins at 9 a.m., morning worship at 10 a.m., evangelistic services at 7 p.m. On Wednesday, our biblical studies begin at 7 p.m. If you would like to write us, write Step of Faith Ministries, P.O. Box 82, Columbia, Missouri, 65205. Our email address is mystepoffaith at aol.com or you may call us at 573-424-8149. Please stop and visit our website at www.mystepoffaith.org. And remember, dare to do the right thing. <laughs>